Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sunday Drivers. I'm Dan Brady, joined by Linus, and we are talking playoffs, something that we have no idea what's going to expect um, or what to expect. I I can't remember a, a period or like a playoffs um, that I never really fully knew who to who was going to be champion at the end of it or what to expect. So uh, the next couple races are going to be inter- interesting for sure. What do you think, man? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the first round, you know, could see uh, favorites going out or could see the underdogs, you know, pull through, especially with uh, with Darlington being the first race. We saw the first race here, Austin Hill and everything. One thing's going to be out. He had a top 10 uh, and a lot of the favorites struggle there. So, uh it's it's just so unpredictable, like this entire season. You never know what's going to happen. But I still think, you know, guys like Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson, possibly the only two I can say now that I think for sure are going to make it in to the Final Four. But one crash somewhere, and that could be it. Right. Uh, I mean, with this car, it definitely shows where the drivers are good at. And to your point, Austin Dillon had a top 10 there in the spring, and he's He's finished second there. Darlington is one of his better tracks. So it he could finish top five. He could get ahead in points. We we have no idea. Um, who do you think in the top 10 right now is going to be the first one out in the round of 16? Um, I'm not really sure. I kind of wanted to say Christopher Bell. Um, yeah. But he's had a pretty decent end to the season with some good uh positions and like uh and a we win talk- at Loudon. yeah exactly uh and like we were talking about before um two guys out of the four at hendrix like two of them are the favorites but the other two they have really struggled recently uh byron he's got was it one top 10 in the last 18 races or so that was yeah. in nashville where he had a ninth place and then bowman has one top 10 in the last like eight races which right. was at michigan or even more 10 races so uh something needs to happen there because those two definitely going to be out early otherwise they've got wins and they've got top 10s earlier in the season but the second half of the season and these recent races they've not really performed at all so i mean bowman's sitting at uh 15th right now it I mean, I don't think it would be a smart bet to say he's not going to advance past the round of 16. He he hasn't performed, and his only win this year, he, you know, Kyle Busch's words backed into it. I am a Bowman fan, but I'm kind of glad Greg Ives is going away because something's not working at that team. Yeah, it's, it seemed it seemed to be working earlier in the season and last year as well. They were doing very well as the whole Hendrick organization, but the second part of the season has not been very kind to them. Uh, but like you said, he's 15th in points, so he's probably one of those that everyone expects maybe to go out. Um, but yeah, going back to Byron, I mean, he's got two wins, but he's only got five top tens. And all of them pretty much were at the beginning of the season. So right. uh, that's two drivers right. that I think are definitely going to struggle. I, I mean, he hit a streak very early in the season and everybody's like, oh, this is the William Byron we all expected. And then he just kind of catered off. Uh, you know, it's just, 
it's one of those things this year. We'll see drivers get hot for two or three races, and then it just kind of goes away. Um, I, I mean, Austin Dillon, I think he has a great chance to move forward, but you have Austin Cendrick in 14th, who he hasn't really done a whole lot this year either. I mean, he has five top fives and a top eight. I mean, we saw him, uh, he's, we saw him finish what third at Daytona, mm-hmm. but I don't know. He's another one of those guys that has shown good runs, but just not consistently all season. Yeah. And I mean, he, he is still a rookie. So for him right. to even have a win is pretty big and he got in the biggest race of the season. Uh, but if he can get, you know, a good first race here at Darlington, I think he could very well move on to the round of 12. But when he gets there, I think his experience might not be enough. But, you you know, Talladega is in the next round. So if the underdogs get into the round of 12, they could very well make it into the round of eight as well. But Cindric, I think the first race is going to be uh, very decisive on whether he will make it through or not. If he has a good run, He's going to be comfortable. He's going to have his momentum and confidence up. Uh, but if he has a bad run at Darlington, I think he's uh, he's going to struggle in the last two races as well. So uh, Darlington is going to be very important for him to perform at, I think. Yeah. I mean, we got three unique tracks coming up in the round of 16. You got Darlington, Kansas, Kansas, which was one hell of a race back in the spring, um, and Bristol, you know, uh, we have no idea what these cars are going to do at uh, a non-dirt covered Bristol. So I'm going to be excited to see that. But I I just don't think a lot of, uh, as any other year, the guys in the, the bottom 16, I, I don't see a whole lot working out for them because, you know, Daniel Suarez has been good this year, but he also has been bad too. You know, he hasn't had the consistency that Ross Chastain has, um, but he, he still could be a factor at a place like uh, Kansas. But he for sure, like, I think the the bottom guys, Chase Briscoe, Cedric Bowman, uh, they're probably going to need a win to if they want to get out of the round of 16. But I don't see that happening. Then again, we said that with the truck series and then who went out and won the first race. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's going to be hard to tell, but I just, I don't see Chase Briscoe doing anything like he's, he's had what three top fives and four top tens all year. Uh, I mean, he was a factor back in, uh, back in Vegas and Phoenix, but then after he wrecked Tyler Reddick, he just kind of disappeared. Yeah, his uh, his best finish since his win at Phoenix, which was what race number four of the season. Yep, it's a fourth place finish at Charlotte, and since then, he's had a fourteenth, a pair of fifteenth, a sixteenth place finish. Other than that, he's been at thirteenth at Sonoma. Other than that, he's been outside of the top twenty in uh, all the races. So. Um, Chase Briscoe is another one of those. He started the season off pretty well. Uh, he got the win, but then he's not really done anything. So that's uh, three drivers I think a lot of people are expecting to go through with Bowman, Briscoe, and uh, 
Byron as well. If their momentum keeps going like it is now, they're not going to get very far. Um, and then there's only one more driver to go out. So if Austin Dillon can rack up a couple of top tens, if Sindra can do the same, or I, Suarez, I mean, they're all going to beat these guys because if you don't finish top ten, you're not going to get out right. of the round of sixteen. I don't think. I mean, and even Dillon, he has four top fives and eight top tens, and he's had good runs this year, just poor finishes. There's there's nothing that says that he can't all of a sudden turn it on for the next three races at advance. We've seen him do it before. I just I <clears throat> the dark horse, one of my dark horse picks is at number eleven, and that's Kyle Bush. Yeah, overall, he hasn't had a great season, uh, but I think if he signed a contract and if he was as happy at Daytona as he was, I think he's going to be an issue. Yeah, you know? if uh, if he's got his future secured without us knowing, obviously, he's going to be uh, he's going to be happy and he's going to be in a very good place. So he will be dangerous, and if he can start the playoffs off here with a win at Darlington or Kansas, then. There is no telling how far he's going to go in right. that team. And even if Gibbs knows that he is leaving, I think he's still going to put all the effort he can into Cal Bush if Bush starts doing well in the playoffs. Because uh, at the moment, I think uh, Bush is still the best driver at Joe Gibbs while he's got his momentum and while he's on roll. Obviously, as soon as he stuff starts going against him and it starts going bad, it gets it all goes really bad. But if he's happy and he's getting some good momentum, I, I mean, he could become a champion. His, his home, home life is good. Um, all he needed was everything at the track figured out. And, mm-hmm. and the next three races benefit Kyle Busch. I, I'm not saying the most, but he's good at Darlington. He's great at Bristol. He is great at Kansas. Like, if he hits his stride going in here, there's no reason why he isn't in the final four at Phoenix. Yeah, but I mean, looking at his recent result, he had a ninth at Richmond and a tenth at Daytona. And before that, in the last 10 races, there are no more top tens for him. So he's another one of those drivers looking for momentum. I don't know what it seems like half the field going into these playoffs are really looking for momentum, not having a string of good yeah. finishes. So I know we these first couple of races, they're going to be so important for most of these guys. I know we talked about it before, but the ebb and flow of this vehicle, I don't Mm -hmm. know if it's just because these guys are new setups and stuff, or if this is the kind of racing we're going to see, but it just seems like half the field has been on a hot streak and then that dies. And then the other half is on a hot streak. So I, I think if he can find his momentum, just like the guy in number 10, who's starting to pick up to Christopher Bell, uh, we're we're coming to good tracks for him too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? I, there's a lot of unknown factors because we've. I mean, the guy sitting ninth place, Kevin Harvick, uh, he has quietly had a good year: seven top fives, thirteen top tens, uh, and then he just knocks out two in a row. Does that mean he's on a hot streak, or was that just a fluke? We have no idea. We're coming up to a track where Kevin Harvick has won uh, a couple of times since 2020 or 2019. Yeah, you know? it's uh, like we talked about earlier. This is a track they've been to before in this car as well. 
So who is that going to benefit? Obviously, the people that did well back then probably have a good setup in their car, even though this race is a bit longer. The weather will be completely different, probably. Um, but, you know, even drivers that had a good day but ran into issues and finished badly, they will know what to bring, while others might not have a clue. So uh, that's going to be interesting as well, because it will definitely show who has figured this car out the most since they were there last time and figured out what they need to do to improve on the issues that they had. Because uh, obviously, last time around was the first time at Darlington in this car. Now they're coming back there. So some teams are going to have it a lot easier than others, but um, it will definitely show in these first couple of races as well, which teams have figured this car out the most and uh, know exactly what to do from what they had last time around. I mean, I think one of the best ways to kind of see what's going to happen is we've we've been uh back to the same track once already and that's that's richmond um Mm -hmm. we can we can see who improved there because in the spring kevin harvick finished in second and lo and behold his his genius of a crew tree set it up so they would be in you know first um i mean just kind of look at the guys i christopher bell finished up in the top five again uh chase elliott finished up there a lot of guys who finished up front at richmond finished there again you know with a couple different strategies being played so i don't know i i think we're gonna see the same cars up front for william byron's benefit uh i hope we see the same cars up at front for darlington but it could be some something completely different we could see denny hamlin go out there and win it two years in a row yeah and then you know kansas obviously a track like many others but then bristol that's going to be a huge unknown because we've never been to a track like bristol before in this car obviously we've been to martinsville but that's flat completely different so yeah. Are they going to be shifting? Are they going to be going, you know, same gear all the way around? How is the car going to handle? Is it going to be the top or the bottom? It's uh, That's going to be almost as big of an unknown as Daytona was this weekend and Talladega is going to be in the next round. You know, it, just anything can happen. So, yeah. I, and then you also have the, the Roval coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that track has always played a factor because it, it's hard to drive. Um, Texas, uh, I, I hope, you know, I hope for Ryan Blaney's benefit is he's good there. Um, he's, he's a very consistent driver, but like, is, I think Blaney has an opportunity to pull off a Matt Crafton. I, it's there. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but Blaney has been one of the most consistent drivers this year. I mean, he finished what third or fourth in points mm-hmm. just off of consistent finishes. We we're going into tracks that really benefit tracks that he likes. And then round of 12 opens up with Texas. I mean, Kyle Busch was a factor there, but so was Ryan Blaney. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of Laney, like if he can knock out a win here early in the playoffs, that's going to give that team that little bit extra momentum. Obviously, they can still make it to the final without winning uh, just by points. But if if he gets that first win, I think he's going to knock down quite a few more. And he's won Talladega before. He's good at super speedways. He won, uh, he's won the Roval uh, by a bit of luck, obviously. But, you know, yeah. he's still won there. 
even though I think there are quite a few more really good road course drivers now. Uh, so he's going to have a bit harder time. But And then Texas, obviously. So the whole round of 12 is basically <laughs> his house uh, right now. So if he can just make it through the round of 16, I think he's going to be uh, easy, easily sailing through to the round of eight. Then yeah, I don't know really what he's going to do to well, get the in the final of, four. but The round of eight benefits him as well. I mean, he's he's ran well lately at Martinsville. He he's good at, at mile and a half. He's good at Vegas. I, I it's uh it can happen. I mean, but one of my I think one of the better picks going in is Tyler Reddick in terms of like what tracks be- benefit a driver more because this year we've seen Reddick be good anywhere. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the few guys that week in and week out, he's a factor up front. I mean, we got Bristol. He, he has shown he's good there. We got Darlington, Kansas, uh, and then again, Texas, Talladega, uh, Roval. Those are all tracks he can win at. Um, so I, I think Tyler Reddick should be a factor in everybody's mind. Uh, to to win the championship uh can it happen yeah will it i i have no idea i the only guy right now who's looking the absolute strongest that is chase elliott mm, yeah definitely um tyler reddick as well i mean he's he's had a great season but if he doesn't finish in the top five He's usually finishing outside the top twenty for some reason. So I mean, if he can if he can get a win, obviously he's through automatically. But if he doesn't do that, he's going to need to pick up. Uh, like he's got a very high highest level, but his lowest level is very low as well. So he's going to need to pick that up a little bit just to be safe. Um, but if he can knock out a win early, then obviously that's great for him. Uh, but I think he is definitely one of uh, the guys I could see going into the final four. It's going to be tough for him. And he's going to need a little bit of luck. But if he can get in the round of eight, I don't see why he couldn't get a win there at either Vegas or Homestead. He's very good at Homestead. Or possibly Martinsville and then make it into the final four. And he finished third at Phoenix. So right, championship isn't that far away for him either if he can just get there. Um, but obviously both Elliot and Larson are very good at Phoenix as well. Um, and whoever else makes it in there, it could be Logano, Hamlin. <laughs> But she just never know. I yeah. <laughs> if Hamlin advances, he could be a factor. But honestly, he has he's has had one of the weirdest seasons I can remember. You know, either he's up front dominating or he's thirty fifth. It's mm-hmm. I he can be a factor. I just don't think he will. But I think the biggest. The biggest thing for Reddick that will hold him back is he only has two stage wins. Yeah, he can he can run up front, but he also needs to consistently collect points. I mean, uh, Chase, Logano, Chastain, all three of those guys have five stage wins. I I think with how the playoffs are this year, I think that's going to be the biggest factor is the guys who can – consistently finish I, I, I don't know I, I mean if you win you're in but 
I think the biggest factor is just going to be who is consistent. Yeah, um, those two stage wins that you mentioned, they both came at Auto Club as well, which was the second race of the season. So when he since just then he's went not, out and dominated, yeah. Yeah, so since then he's not really had a single stage win. Uh, but he's been up front a lot, so Reddick could very well go go all the way uh, if things fall in his place. And and I think the biggest factor, too, not looking at statistics, we you mentioned this, but I think the fact that he could have won and went in on momentum but chose to send his teammate. I think that that personality, that willingness to support those around him, I think that's going to get him far. You know, that teamwork, uh, especially if we go into Talladega and two RCR cars are still in the playoffs. I, I know you would like that because you're going to be there. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, uh, Reddick has, has shown that he he will put his teammates first. So I think that's going to be one of the selfishness that Reddick has. I've mentioned it before. He is a different breed of driver we haven't seen in a very long time. Yeah, and I mean, with what he did at this weekend, you know, at Daytona, that just shows the whole organization, like we said, that he is committed to them and to do the best they can for the whole organization. So that's going to be a big boost for everybody. So I think they're going to do everything they can to get him into the championship because they know that that's their biggest chance to win a championship in a very long time. Um, so, but I guess we'll see. Um, the fact that we're talking about RCR cars being a factor shows the improvement that this that this new car has made on the sport. Mm-hmm. Because realistically, Austin Dillon can make it to the round of eight. I 100% believe that. Uh, he he hasn't had a consistent season, but he has shown flashes of brilliance. And we're going into tracks where he's good at, you know. And yeah. like I said, if both RCR cars make it to uh, Talladega, I don't see those two ever separating bumpers all day. No. And like if he goes into the round of eight, Martinsville is the final race. And out of the last three races there, I think he's had the fastest car twice, even though both times he's been a lap down while he's had that. So uh, it's he's been in unfortunate situations, but for some reason he seems to be very fast at Martinsville. Um, so, I mean, possible. I've still got my hopes up that he might actually make the final four and then luck into a championship, but you never know. You know, that's, that's why we love this sport so much. You never actually know what's going to happen. That's yeah. That's uh, and with this new car, man, uh, I have been watching NASCAR since 1999. I cannot tell you what's going to happen. You know, it, it used to be one of those things where we would go to say like Atlanta and be like, okay, well, this driver's going to do good here. And this driver is probably going to win. And then that happens. That. This year, that is not even coming close. I would not have pictured Reddick winning at Road America and then winning at uh, the Indy Road Course. There is nothing in his history that says that he's good at road courses. But this year, we're, we saw that. I mean, we saw Chastain win on a road course. Yeah. So this... <sighs> yeah, I like mean, going, go, going into this season, tell me that... Uh... Chastain, Suarez, and Reddick are going to have five win- wins between them 
and only one of them is going to be on an oval. And I'd say, well, you're an idiot. <laughs> right. If you would have told me that Michael McDowell was a dominating force on road courses this year, I would have, I, yeah, you know, I would have believed that. But he was, uh, uh, I mean, let alone the amount of first time winners we've had. Uh, we've had, we had 16 regular finishes, uh, regular uh, different winners on the regular season. I that's not over there. I don't think. I think for the first time uh, in the playoff history, other cars are going to be a factor because they still want to go out and win. And I think we're going to see that happen. We're going to see cars say screw it and go for the lead because they can't. Yeah, I mean, Corey LaJoy set the fastest lap at the Martinsville test the other week, so. That yeah. would be a storybook finish to the season if he went out and won Martinsville when everyone's trying to make the final four. I mean, look at look at some of the guys just outside of the top 16. You still have Martin Truex. You think he's going to lay down and not race for a win? Definitely no. not. Eric Jones, do you think he's just going to step aside and not get a win? He's been close this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amarola, uh, Bubba Wallace, he... Chris Busher, all all these guys have been factors. Are they just going to stop? No, they're going to try and win. You know, I mean, yeah. even Michael McDowell. Yeah, um, I mean, I think even this this year could actually be the first time we see somebody winning at Phoenix that doesn't win the championship in the Cup Series. They said said that last year, but I think this year that has a great greatest possibility it's had so far to ever happen especially with the car and with how many drivers actually are capable of winning this season. So, uh, I mean, the drivers making the final four might all go in on points. You just never know with this car. Depends who it all gets there. But it's it's just going to be so important to finish every race, have good results, because one DNF in this car for one top driver, I think, could kill the whole playoffs for them. Because it's going to be there's going to be so few points around the cutoff line with how many good drivers there are. Um, so you just cannot afford to DNF. Maybe Chase Elliott could because he has a 33-point gap down to the first cutoff line. But yeah. other than that, you know, they just cannot afford a DNF. Smart smart money, says Chase Elliott, I, as much as that makes my skin crawl. But, I mean, he's he. I, I'm looking at the statistics here, and 719 laps led is the most laps led this year. And also, that is that is significantly smaller than any other year. Seven and 719 laps. <clears throat> this this year has been different, but I think Chase Chase is the strongest bet. He's just been extremely consistent. Kyle Larson's been a factor, but not like he was last year. Like, I think a lot of people are going to be saying, well, he's the defending champ. He's Kyle Larson. But we haven't really seen Larson be Larson this year. He lucked into a win at Watkins Glen. You know, like if he didn't get that final restart and doored his teammate out of the way, we wouldn't be, you know, he would only have one win. I, I just, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen or even what the final four is even going to be remotely close to being. And I can't wait for the playoffs to kick off 
uh, at Darlington of all places because it was a good race there in the spring. So who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, it's like we've said so many times, it's the season of the unknowns and this these playoffs are definitely going to be one of them. Like we had with the star of the truck playoffs, we said this guy and this guy is definitely going to be out. And what do they do? They go out and win. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. And then Zane uh, Smith has some of his worst finishes all season. <laughs> uh, but then again, we did call like Bell winning at New Hampshire and Pocono. And <laughs> who knows? I, I'm i excited to see Kansas again. Uh, you know, I... I don't think people expected the mile and a half races to be so good this year. It's just kind of unfortunate. They cut a a good amount of them out of the schedule. At Mm -hmm. one point they were a very boring race. I understand that, but I mean, we've lost Kentucky and Chicago land. Like they're never going to be tracks again. They're making way more money now than they ever did with NASCAR, you know? Yeah. Which is unfortunate. But what can he do? Sorry, my my dog and my cat were chasing each other. I had a whole sentence <laughs> lined up, and then I just kind of blanked. Like, oh, my God, what's about to happen? Uh, yeah, it, who knows? I am excited to see the, the Bristol night race. It, it feels like it's been a while since we've had a Saturday night night race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were going to have it this week, but um, that didn't happen, thankfully. Well, I mean, they uh, I took guess. away the Richmond night race this year. Yeah, it's been this season. I think there's only been like three or four Saturday night races in total, which I think is n- weird because when I started watching NASCAR, there was a lot of Saturday night races. Yeah. So I'm kind of missing that quite a bit, uh, especially since I'm working Monday morning and these races run past midnight my time. So uh I hope they can go back to a bit more Saturday night racing next year. Yeah. I, uh, partially because it's cool to see them race at night, but because, you know, it's just nice to stay up Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Well, I Worldwide Technology Raceway, why wasn't that a night race? It's fully mm-hmm. equipped. You know, uh, that's all they ever ran it with, um, with trucks. Uh, Texas, why is that a... Why is that a day race? Let's make that a night race. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just, NASCAR is having an influx of new, new fans. And I think a lot, I don't know what it is about night races, but it's just, it seems like tradition. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, if, if you're after new fans racing at three, four on a Sunday afternoon, Right. Is not going to be very good now that the playoffs start at the same time as the NFL season kicks off, you know, because they have 1 p.m., 4 p.m. kickoffs. And what are people going to watch? New fans. Are you going to watch NASCAR? Well, no, because NFL starts now. They want to watch the regular season and all that. So, uh, but we've I mean, had that's just... one Saturday night race this year. Only one. Yep. We were supposed to have a couple more. Yeah, but they obviously rained out. So. <laughs> The, there's only one other one scheduled, and that was Daytona. <laughs> uh, the The only night race we've had this year was the 34-degree Martinsville Speedway. 
Oh, yeah. And then the other one I thought about was a Sunday night race because that's the Coke 600. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, sorry, I got my Dunkin' Donuts. Um, no, uh, it's that's weird. That is really weird uh, that our next night race is going to be Bristol. And I think that's it for the year. Uh, we, plenty of tracks have light capability i don't know if it's if it's a a sponsor thing or a tv time thing but they need to go back like if they want to if they want to appease all the fans then give a couple the old school fans a night race you know Mm -hmm. but anyway i digress i went off on a weird little tangent there not about the playoffs um i know it's hard to pick but who would be your pick to win everything? Um. Well, I mean, I don't want to say the same one as everybody else says. Uh, I kind of want to pick Denny Hamlin as well, you know, because he deserves to finally get a championship. I don't think he's going to get there. Um, Chastain has a good shot until he's in the final four where he's going to get taken out by everybody. Kyle Larson is good, but I think he's going to choke. I won't ask him Dylan to win, but I'm going to actually say Tyler Reddick. Yeah. Tyler he, Reddick is going to give RC the best. Very uh, well present that he ever could give, and then he's going to go to the 45 next year. I think... I Honestly, I'm a tie between Reddick and Harvick, because Harvick, I know he he's my driver, but he's turning up right now. You know what I'm saying? Like he's mm-hmm. he's becoming a factor at a very bad time for everybody else. Uh, <clears throat> but I think Reddick is probably more than likely going to win it. But I foresee Harvick being a factor, or at least I hope he is. You know, r- wrap his career up with a nice little bow. Let him win the championship. Be surrounded by his kids and say, you know what, guys, I'm done. I'm done. This is my last year. Number four is open. So you're saying Kyle Bush is going to the number four because Harvick <laughs> is retiring? <laughs> it's a possibility. <laughs> no, I, I, and Kyle Bush, I think he's a factor too. Don't write him out just because he's had a bad season. He's a bad, had a bad season because he's been in his head. But we saw Kyle Busch messing with reporters last week, and I think that is bad news for everybody else. If that man has everything figured out, we're in trouble. Definitely. But uh, you got anything else to add on this, man? Not really, no. I just want to get to Darlington and see see what's going to happen. And then I can't wait for... uh... Another 28 days to pass so I can finally fly over to Talladega. Yeah, and then uh, the Roval, right? Mm-hmm. One, one thing you're going to notice is these cars sound sweet. They sound awesome live. I, it doesn't do it justice on TV. Yeah, I sure hope so. But All right, man. Uh, Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week to see what happened after Darlington. Hopefully it was something cool. And um, we'll talk to you later.